1: Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, Editor-in-Chief at BuffaloRumlings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumlings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumlings Podcast Network. I wanted to encourage you to send in your questions for our pre-training camp episodes. You can send those to our Twitter feed at rumblings q and a that's with the word and spelled out in the middle you can send us voicemails at 716-508-0405 emails buffalo rumblings at sbnation.com all of those will make their way to me um, and uh, we can answer those right before training camp kicks off in just a couple weeks here um, we're really getting close to the end of the offseason and finally seeing some actual real life uh, football I mean, it's training camp, so it's, you know, as close as you're going to get in the offseason. But still, it's, you know, guys in helmets and football flying through the air and all that stuff. So eventually some hitting. Uh, So football is almost back. We've almost made it through the offseason. Today we've got some questions from my Ask Me Anything grab bag you should go over there if you want to leave questions for my Ask Me Anything episode coming up in a couple weeks while I'm on vacation. I'll answer those questions before I leave, so send in those questions over at the Ask Me Anything article over at BuffaloRumlings.com or through any of our normal channels that I just went over. I want to start today's episode going through my list of the 2021 Best Buffalo Bills Values These are the guys who gave the best bang for the dollar bill, so to speak. Um, So they outplayed their contract. Um, This year, we switched to a different format. Uh, In the past, we've used cap hit, but with the way that Brandon Bean has been artificially managing the salary cap recently, uh, I decided that now is a good time to make the switch to using actual cash, how much they paid a player in a calendar year for this ranking. So our honorable mentions uh, were Isaiah McKenzie, $1.1275 million, Saran Neal, only $920,000, Ryan Bates made $850,000, Dane Jackson, $815,000, Tyler Bass, $780,000, and Reggie Gilliam, seven hundred eighty thousand dollars you can read all about those players and their contributions in my honorable mentions article over at buffalorumblings.com our number 10 value was running back devin singletary who handled the lion's share of the carries at running back um And only made $850,000. So 188 rushes, 870 yards, and 7 touchdowns. Um, 60% of the team's offensive snaps, nearly twice as many as Zach Moss. And um, made only $850,000. A great value for the Buffalo Bills. Um, And now he's entering the final year of his rookie deal. So still a pretty good contract for Devin Singletary. Um, And now what's going to be his fourth year of... NFL action. At number nine was Spencer Brown, the Buffalo Bills right tackle. Uh, he made 1.5 million dollars in cash, largely because of a signing bonus uh, from his rookie deal. Um, his number is actually going to go down next year in his second year because he didn't get doesn't, isn't going to get that signing bonus. But he played. Um, More than 60% of the offensive snaps. He played the fourth most snaps of any offensive lineman on the team. Uh, Just a really reliable player at only $1.5 million, just over uh, what we would call the veteran minimum. So really nice uh, value from Spencer Brown on the right side. Number eight. um, This was actually a little bit of a surprise for some people because he makes so much money. But number eight was Jordan Poyer. uh, Just under $7 million in cash. He was the 17th highest-paid safety in the NFL last year, Um, but he was named first-team All-Pro, so one of the two best safeties making the 17th most in the NFL. So he certainly outperformed his contract last year, so even though he made almost $7 million, he still comes in at number eight on our list of best bang for the Buffalo Bills. Harrison Phillips' defensive tackle is number seven, On our list, he's another guy that he probably could have been even higher on our list if he was healthy at the beginning of the season, but he was playing through an injury. He made just $950,000 in cash in 2021. He was the 37th highest played uh, player on the Buffalo Bills roster, but played the second most snaps among defensive tackles at 44%. And with the amount that the Bills like to rotate their defensive linemen getting that big of a snap share uh was was pretty cool for harrison phillips and again it would have been higher if he was healthy at the beginning of the season number six is his defensive tackle running mate ed oliver um oliver played the most snaps of any defensive lineman uh, almost 58 percent um, he made just under $2.3 million in cash for the 2021 season, uh, which was 48th in the NFL and third among Bill's defensive tackles. So um, again, he, I think he plays really well. And at just $2.3 million, uh, he was a good value. That number is going to go up next year. So uh, enjoy it while it lasts. At number five, starting cornerback Levi Wallace. Uh, he came in and just held down the fort all year making just $1.75 million. He was the 27th highest paid player on the bill. So not even in the top 22 or 25, um, even though he's a, a starter, uh, he was fifth among defensive backs and 76th in the NFL among all cornerbacks. But he started all 17 games, um, just played really, really well, especially, especially after uh, Tredavious White went out with his injury. So uh, Levi Wallace comes in number five. At number four, Gabe Davis, a guy who was pressed into service because of an injury as well. Um, He played in 16 games, starting four, uh, had 35 receptions, 549 yards, and six touchdowns. and None of those stats really stood out, but if you add in his great play in the divisional round and even A nice day against the New England Patriots in the wildcard round. His playoffs really push him up this list. Uh, Set an NFL record for most receiving touchdowns in a playoff game. Had 201 yards on eight catches and four touchdowns against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, He played just under 48% of the offensive snaps. Um, Again, his value should just go up this year as he steps into more of a starting role. At number three, Dawson Knox, the Buffalo Bills tight end, led all tight ends in the NFL with nine uh, touchdown grabs. Played just an absolute ton of snaps, 76.5% of the team's offensive snaps in 2021, more than tripling his backup, uh, Tommy Sweeney. Um, And if you only count the games he played in, remember he missed a couple games due to injury. He played... um, at least 78% of the snaps in all but one game um, in 2021. Knox made just $880,000 last year. At number two, one of the most controversial players on the Buffalo Bills, Tremaine Edmonds, was a great value for the Bills. Uh, He made just $2.2 million last year, but called all the defensive plays, um, led the team in tackles. Just, I mean, he was... Fourth on the bills among pay among linebackers. So just not, I mean, the 72nd highest paid linebacker in the NFL, but he was, you know, very much in the conversation at the Pro Bowl. Again, he's already made a couple Pro Bowls. Um, He played 81% of the team's snaps, um, but in the games he actually played in, he played every meaningful snap. They took him out at the end of a couple blowouts, but he played in every single snap when he was fully healthy at number one on our list is Josh Allen. And you might be thinking to yourself, didn't Josh Allen sign a mega deal last year? And the answer to that would be yes, but he only made $20 million in cash in 2021, which puts him 14th in the NFL among quarterbacks. So you get a top two or three quarterback for the same amount of money as the 14th best quarterback in the NFL. And that's why you pushed him so high up the list of great values. Dak Prescott got $75 million. Tom Brady got $40 million. Josh Allen made half that at $20 million. So, um, you know, the 49ers had two players on the list ahead of Josh Allen. Um, So that's why Allen is our number one value on the team. He's the most impactful player on the team and he's making, you know, Barely top half of the NFL money in 2021. Now that's going to very drastically change in 2022. He's the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL in 2022. He'll still probably be worth the money, even at that really high number, if he plays like a top two quarterback, which I would expect. So that means he's playing at his value. Um, So remember, this was for the best bills values of 2021, the guys who outperformed their contract. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, it's time to head to your questions. Don't go anywhere.
0: Okay,
1: welcome back. We're going into the Ask Me Anything bin to pull out some Bills questions. The Afghan Twilight asks us What are your thoughts on Gabe Davis getting a second contract with the Bills? Is he going to be too expensive for the team to retain? It's a tough question because we're not quite sure how he's going to scale his play as a number two receiver. If he keeps playing at the same level and gets a lot more snaps, um, I think he's going to play his way out of another contract with the Buffalo Bills. He's going to get that type of maybe not a 1A player contract like a Stephon Diggs or Tyreek Hill, but he might get that 1B level of contract that we saw From Robert Woods a few years ago when he left Buffalo and signed a really lucrative deal um, with the Rams. So if he keeps playing the way he's playing, I just don't see a way where they can pay, you know, 12, 13, 14 million dollars a year for you know two different wide receivers, plus keep a guy like Dawson Knox, plus keep, you know, whoever, Josh Allen, obviously, at the quarterback position and, and pay guys all over the roster. So at some point. I think the Bills are going to pull the trigger on another mid-round wide receiver like they did when they drafted Gabe Davis and hope that, you know, in a couple of years he can play his way into taking over for Gabe Davis. So maybe that's, you know, Khalil Shakir, Um, maybe it's, you know, somebody that they draft a year from now, Um, but they need to keep reloading at that position. And if you're going to pay Stefan Diggs, how much you're going to pay Stefan Diggs, then they need to have a cheaper option, I think, on the other side. Along the same lines of what they did at the cornerback position when they paid Tredavious White, then they went out and drafted a guy high to be a cost-controlled cornerback two for four to five years before he even hits the free agent market. And then by that time, Tredavious White is you know on the downslope of his career. So if you do draft a wide receiver high, say in 2023, that guy is going to be cost-controlled through the majority of the Stefan Diggs contract. Um, so you can pair him with Gabe Davis in 2023 and then let Davis walk in 2024 um, if his contract demands get too high. And that's going to have to happen at certain positions. Um, and I just think wide receiver two is a position where that looks like it's likely to happen just because of the financials of that position right now. Thanks for your question in our comments section at buffalorumblings.com. Nickelplate asks us, the Jills were embarrassingly treated by the franchise and fizzled into obscurity. Have you heard any rumblings of a return of the squad? Kim Pagula is a strong female leader and trailblazer at the new stadium. The rise of the team to be a face for the NFL seems like an opportune time to rectify the stain on Bill's history. I do not think that the Jills are coming back. Um, I think they're gone and They're just not going to come back. Empowering women isn't the same thing as showing them off like a shiny toy on Sundays. Um, I can understand and wrap my head around where you could see it as an olive branch if they did it correctly, but I just really doubt it's going to happen. I think they're going to avoid the conversation altogether and just keep going with what they're doing. You know, they didn't really have a whole ton of events. For the jills to participate in anyways um they've got players that are willing to do that they've got um, billy buffalo that they can send to some of these events uh, i just i mean they were part-time they weren't employees so they were part-time workers anyway so it's not like you know they were c- coming to the office every day of the week and going out and doing you know bill's outreach so i don't think that they're coming back i don't think they were getting paid enough um i just it's it's just a barrel of hooks, and I wouldn't want to get involved with it if I were the Pagoulas, so I don't see them coming back. Gar Simeon asks us, Do you think there will be a surprise cut or add to the 53-man roster? And if so, who and why? The surprise add I had was uh, Jalen Wiedermeyer, the tight end uh, from Texas A&M. Uh, Tommy Sweeney hasn't done anything to make me think he's a roster lock. And Wiedermeyer has just a ton of talent and experience at that tight end position. I think they could give him a shot over the veteran Sweeney. Um, As far as surprise cuts go, um, I'm looking at Shaq Lawson and Marquez Stevenson. Um, They're on the bubble, so I don't know if they'd be surprise cuts because, I mean, I think there would be a surprise to some people. Um, if Stevenson isn't the primary returner on this team, I just don't, he he can't make the roster as a wide receiver only. He has to make it as the primary returner. Um, so I could definitely see him getting the ax uh, at the end of August. And then Shaq Lawson, you know, if, if one of, or two of those young defensive ends step up, they don't need Lawson as the fourth defensive end on the team. Uh, he's really their insurance policy. Um, I know when they re-signed him, some people were thinking, you know, pe- his pedigree as a former first-round pick and his ability to get after the passer. But the guy's been on, what, three teams or four teams in three seasons? No, three teams in three seasons. So if he gets beat out by one of those young guys, he could very well be on his fourth team in three seasons. And um, that would not be, again, wouldn't be very surprising to me either. So that's the best I can do for surprise cuts right now. Um, I I just don't see a whole lot of other ones, and we'll get into roster locks and things like that as we get closer to training camp, um, right before training camp and when we do our our latest 53-man roster projection. Thanks for that question over in our comments section on our Ask Me Anything episode. You all can go over to that article. It's still pinned near the top of the Buffalo Rumblings homepage, and you can leave your questions for my Ask Me Anything episode coming up in a couple weeks while I'm out on vacation. Um, you can ask bills related questions as well, and I'll answer them either before or after I go on vacation. So get those questions into me so I can record that episode before I leave. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions for this week's episode. We've got a lot of training camp stuff to get to over the next few weeks. Our our training camp roster preview series has begun. Uh, We've hit the quarterbacks, the running backs, uh, tight ends, wide receiver by the time you hear this, uh, probably. And so all of those offensive positions will be done this week. And we'll get into the defense and specialists before training camp opens on July 24th. So make sure you go over there. Um, We'll have a ton of training camp coverage leading up to training camp. And once it kicks off at St. John Fisher College, so keep it locked to Buffalo Rumblings. We've got just the best off-season coverage of any outlet. Um, And I'll stand by that statement wholeheartedly. Send in your questions via our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. Email BuffaloRumlings at sbnation.com. Tweet us at A with the word and spelled out in the middle. Don't be shy. Send in those questions. It's a lot more fun when we have lots of questions here. So, go Bills! (laughs) The thing is, 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 the thing is,
0: the thing is, 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 the thing is,